how do you see yourself? How do you view yourself? What is your identity? Because the way we act and behave will always mirror our identity, how, how we see ourselves, our view of ourselves. It always dictates our behavior. And so, interestingly enough, most of the men this morning said, we see ourselves, their first instinct was sinners saved by grace. And that is a beautiful, uh, beautiful answer uh, because if you are a child of the Lord Jesus, you truly have been saved from your sins by the grace of God, the death of the Lord Jesus. And we are truly sinners who've been saved by the good grace of the Lord Jesus. But I challenge the guys to ratchet up their view a few notches. Build on that foundation of salvation as sinners saved by grace, but ratchet their view up. And I challenge them with this identity. And it comes out of the book of Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6. This is God speaking to Moses. The context is the children of Israel have just come out of Egypt. 400 years of slavery. And they have a slave mindset, a slave mentality. And God is speaking to Moses the way he sees them, what he is calling them to be. And it is powerful. It is truly awesome what God is calling these just previously ex-slaves to be and to see themselves as. And he's calling us to see ourselves the same way. So here it is, Exodus 19, verse 6. God is speaking to Moses and he says, And you shall be to me, you being the children of Israel, shall be to me, God is saying, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you, Moses, shall speak to the sons of Israel. In other words, tell them, these ex-slaves whose lives have been beaten down, who have been burdened, and who have been mistreated and enslaved for all these years by the Pharaoh of Egypt, you're going to be a kingdom of priests. You're going to be a holy nation. That is what I have chosen you for. Brothers and sisters, that same word was spoken again by Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2, speaking to you and me. He said this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I want to elaborate on this one phrase, kingdom of priests. First of all, what is a kingdom? According to Webster's, a kingdom is an organized community led by a king or queen. Of course, that's a simple definition, but it goes on to say, an area or sphere in which one holds preeminent sway, preeminent power, preeminent position. And friends, I want to just remind you again, we are servants of King Jesus. We are part of a kingdom led by one, one man, King Jesus. Never forget that. The way that I remind myself of that is every morning, open palms, King Jesus. This is Russ reporting for duty. I pledge my love, my loyalty, my allegiance to you today, my King. What would you have me do? 
and start my day by presenting myself to the king, the one who has preeminent position. And my my question to you is, Jesus is on the throne right now at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to rule on this earth probably sooner than we would even dare to believe. But is he on the throne of your heart? Is he in the preeminent position in your heart? We have been called to be a kingdom of priests, and a kingdom has one in preeminent position, and that is Jesus. And if you're in the preeminent position or anything else, the Bible calls it an idol and demands that you get rid of it and put Jesus in his rightful place.